Welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Trahune. Joining me, I think, is this the first time that you've been on the show, Matt? It is. Thank you for finally asking me. I've been wondering if our friendship was real, if maybe I'm just the most boring person on the planet, Mm -hmm. uh, or if I just didn't have my permission slips signed and turned in. You know, there's a lot of reasons why I wasn't on the podcast yet. And it turns out it's all of the above. (laughs) Uh, but my my guest and co-host for this episode, uh, Matt Alano Martin. So, Matt, finally, great to have you on the program. Thank you. I can, I've been uh, I've been looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're in uh, this episode. We're talking about uh, music conspiracy theories. But before we get into all that, uh, Matt, you got some stuff going on. You got a website. You got a podcast of your own. So let's let's plug that here at the top. Okay. Yep. Uh, My website has all of the things and the easiest way to get there is just by Googling my name. It's fairly unique. So my name is Matt Alano Martin. That is M-A-T-A-L-A-N-O hyphen M-A-R-T-I-N. If you just Google it, that'll get you right to my website. And it has the links to all the things, the shows, the podcast, uh, all the good things. Yeah. Tell me about your podcast because it is a it's a music podcast. It is a music podcast, and it's called Take These Songs. We're on a bit of a hiatus right now while I'm collecting more episodes. Um, It's a little bit different. It's not like this, where you and I are talking in real time. It's edited after the fact, so it's a bit more like a radio program, like you would hear, uh, like Sound Opinions uh, Mm -hmm. on NPR or This American Life. But guests come on, and they talk about four songs that mean a lot to them, uh, songs that fall underneath the categories of something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. And something old is any song that is 25 years or older. Uh, Something new is any song that came out in the last year. Something borrowed is a cover song that they really like. And then something blue is any song that they have a particularly strong emotional connection to. And so they send in their thoughts on these Mm -hmm. songs. And I edit the songs in, uh, again, kind of like a radio program style. Mm -hmm. And I'm not on it very much. I'm in the the beginning and in the end. And I just kind of stay out of the way and let the guests kind of share their thoughts and uh, and and memories about these songs. And I'm I'm a fan. I don't know. Are you a fan of your own podcast, Brent? Is that an egotistical thing to say? Yeah, I'm a big fan of your podcast. No, uh, no, I don't think it's, especially when you're a guy that's like, here's the criteria. And yeah. then, you know, it's if you're there briefly, you could be a fan of your own podcast, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the idea. I mean, I came up with the idea and, and I'm proud of it. And I think there's something about when people are just recording by themselves. It's kind of like writing a letter in a way. Mm-hmm. Like they have, they reach a different type of intimacy than mm-hmm. if I was there prompting them with questions. If they said one thing and I was like, oh, well, cool. Tell me about that. If it's a bit more stream of consciousness for them. I just, I don't know. I think it's pretty unique and people seem to like it. I've gotten a lot of nice uh, responses from it. Yeah, too. I've listened to a few episodes because uh, I will be on the the program uh, eventually. The next I season. told yeah. I told you I've been working on it, and I said, you know, by working on it, just thinking of my songs, because you said, you know, borrow blue, new, and and whatever, and in your head, if you're not even a guest, you're like, what would my songs be, you know? Yeah, so, the one that it seems to trip a lot of people up is the, the something new, because as we get older, we don't really stay on top of music trends. I need to have more like uh, 15, 16, 17-year-olds on who are like, yeah. you know, really into the new music, but... um. That seems to be the one that's a big, uh, a big holdup for a lot of people. But yeah, yeah, I do have something new. Maybe a few. Already, but not if you keep waiting. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I gotta get <laughs> this in. One more mark. Wire. Yeah. 
Uh, well, let, let's jump into it. We're talking music conspira- uh, conspiracies, and I chose you for this topic because uh, I know you've you've been in the music biz. So t- give me your background. Uh, sure. Uh, I do comedy now, but before that, uh, I played in bands forever since I was a kid. Um, you know, all pretty small time uh, bands. But I also worked for about seven years as a tour manager for more successful bands, um, full time on the road uh, nationally, sometimes internationally, but mostly just going coast to coast in America uh, in the van with the bands doing the rock shows. So mm-hmm. um, I worked in that industry for about seven years on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, also did some festival production as well, which is a very common thing that tour managers will do if they're not currently on the road. They'll go and and help out with like large scale music festivals like Lollapalooza and things like that. Mm-hmm. They need a lot of a lot of hands on deck, you know, to make those things work. Well, and even you know, you I don't know what what you would say your role is, but you uh, are one of the the tent poles of the Limestone Comedy Festival in Bloomington, which I in Bloomington, Indiana is. Uh, when I people ask about comedy festivals, uh, comics, well, I'm like, well, that's one you have to apply because it's actually good. Uh, and I'm not talking shit about other festivals, but I'm just saying yours is good. Thank you. I, I yeah, um, Limestone is a festival that I started with Jared Thompson um, ten years ago. We're getting ready to do our tenth one next year, and uh, Dwight Simmons now is also part of the team. And uh, yeah, man, it's a lot of work, and I think it also the reason that it is good uh, is because I did come from this production background. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't just a comic who thought, oh, we should throw a festival. There's a lot of like hard work and behind the scenes stuff that you have to do to make it be enjoyable for the comedians and for the attendees, not just be, um, you know, I don't think people really understand. Yeah. (laughs) They just show up at Showtime and be like, oh, this is great. They don't see the months of uh, preparation that went into it, you know, to that show. Yeah. It's uh, comedy festivals are a lot like when you watch wrestling i found out wrestling is like you don't know good wrestling until you see a bunch of bad wrestling <laughs> and then you're like oh it's not always wwe or some something of a higher caliber sometimes uh, a guy doesn't even know that his music has hit and they yeah. gotta go get him you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah 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 that's a that's an excellent par- uh parallel sure yeah um so are you familiar with any music conspiracies well, I asked you a couple of days ago if I was supposed to be doing research and you're like, no, no, it's fine. So I yeah. we're going to be, I mean, there is like the very common one, you know, um, that people think that Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a whole documentary about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what that's called, but I've seen it a couple of times. I think it's called the people versus OJ Simpson. If I'm that's not right. Yeah. That's yeah. That one was called. Um, no, there's also a similar one where people think that Elliot Smith didn't kill himself, that his girlfriend killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's one I came across as well. Okay. Uh, and then also similar, I know, I guess because, you know, we're so obsessed with like murder and unsolved mysteries in this country as it mm-hmm. is, the, all the ones I could think of were <laughs> murder based. But they also think yeah. that Sam Hook was killed um, by the government, by the US government. And uh, you said Sam Cook? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's one I didn't come across. And I, we're, we're going to have some that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And then I realized a lot of these are the kind of the same. So I found a few more, I think are a little bit differently, but uh, I I know you're a super big fan of her. So let's talk about Avril Lavigne. I mean, she, she did invent punk rock. So how could I not? You are wearing a tie without actually uh, a collared shirt on right now. So 
Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's not even casual Friday. I don't know how I'm getting away with it. Yeah. So this one is called the Avril Lavigne replacement theory, which sounds more heinous than it is. You know, uh, the that's a great name for a band. <laughs> the yeah. Avril Lavigne replacement theory is a great name for a band. Yeah, the Avril Lavigne replacement theory, and then yeah. uh, the the origins of the replacement theory can be dated back to 2011 with a Brazilian blog named Avril Está Morta or Avril is dead. Mm -hmm. uh, the theory alleges that the pressure of fame combined with the death of Levine's grandfather sent her into a deep depression. And after the release of her 2002 album, Let Go, the singer died by suicide shortly after that. Uh, so you, you got a you got a star on the rise and then she dies, uh, Matt. And then what do you what do you have to do? You got to keep this gravy train going. Let's mm -hmm. bring in uh, an Avril Levine lookalike. Okay. You get any hot topic across the country, you just pick one, and now she's the new Avril. Well, I mean, they they get they still have to be able to sing, right? Yeah. I know it's just a lookalike thing. Do you think that they found a lookalike and trained them to sing and play guitar? I think Avril Lavigne also plays guitar, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, or did they find someone who sounded like Avril Lavigne and did extensive plastic surgery, maybe even body modification? They may have like. Mm -hmm. You know, made them taller, made them shorter, you mm -hmm. know, uh, by doing leg surgeries, things like that, uh, to make a, a, a talented singer look like Avril Lavigne. Which one do you think it is? I think they taught her to sing, and I think okay. we'll learn that. But it's also, <laughs> it, what a crazy theory to be like, yeah, they, they uh, made her taller, and they spent all this money on a maybe, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, I'm trying to think. Did she have any hits after the post swap? First out? one, yeah. There's the "Hey, Hey, You, You, I Don't Like Your Girlfriend" song, which will okay. be on my, uh, uh, my, my on your podcast. That's one of my songs. <laughs> well, I, I assume you were going to pick that because that is your walkout music. You know, that's true. <laughs> Every time that we work together and they've asked, I'm like, I I can answer for him. He, I know what he's going to say. Yeah. Either either I want uh, that song or I want the Curly Shuffle. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and if you're not familiar with the Curly Shuffle, Google the Curly Shuffle. It's a Three Stooges theme song, and I refuse to hit the stage unless they play it in full. <laughs> uh, so a lookalike named Melissa was originally hired to distract paparazzi protecting a reclusive Levine. It alleges that... Uh, she befriended Melissa uh, and that shortly before the singer's supposed death, her body double was taught how to sing and perform like the musician uh, mm -hmm. that after her death, the record company buried the news and replaced her with Melissa Vandella is this, this girl's name mm -hmm. for continued profit. And Melissa recorded all of Levine's future work. Much of the evidence cited in support of the conspiracy theory as purported appearance and disappearances of various moles and other skin blemishes and pictures of uh, Avril over time. So you got some people, you know, these like paparazzi types really becoming half a dermatologist to see if this is real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think disappearance of a mole is easier to explain than an appearance of a mole. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you think any of them were like doing the research and like, look, I think you're Avril Levine, but you should get your shoulder checked out. <laughs> uh yeah no i believe you really are her but uh that that is eczema you need to you need to get the <laughs> rub it on topical uh, cream 
Man, that is, uh, I don't know. Uh, are we rating these? <laughs> you rating can, and I, there's more to this one, but. Uh, oh, there's more? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So there, there's skin blemishes and stuff like that. And then also there was a photo shoot in which uh, Avril, I don't know if we'll put air quotes around it, had the word Melissa written on her hand. Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I do like this. Now, was this conspiracy already out in in the internet? Because that could have been regular Avril trying mm -hmm. to or original Avril, <laughs> the OG. Yeah, uh, there's Avril and new Avril like Coke. Avril 1.0. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe just trying to stoke the. I mean, this whole thing was created. This whole conspiracy was created by Avril and her management team as a way to keep interest up. As yeah. her continued to be very uninteresting i i feel like that's like if there were theories about me i would almost just lean into them right and but it's also i see everything as a joke yeah you know? so who cares and there, yeah. there are other ones that i'm sure that the band has or artists had leaned in they lean into just let's keep people talking you know right well you know and there is there have been like proven examples of that like for for a long time there was a conspiracy that Elton John was gay and he decided to really <laughs> into that just go with it you know I'm just now finding out that that man's gay or supposedly gay <laughs> oh I'm sorry spoilers spoilers everybody <laughs> <laughs> um uh, there's also a post, uh, post in 2012 suggested that Avril may actually be alive using a picture of what appeared to be the singer Buying cheese at a time when New Avril was supposedly battling Lyme disease. <laughs> See, it, so it rhymes. She's buying cheese, but she's got Lyme disease. You must have quit. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that's like the if that's like uh, some lines in the next Avril song. Then we know, yeah, that, um, they are monitoring the situation. <laughs> Can you not have cheese if you have Lyme disease? That thing you can't have. I just think you're not supposed to be doing. You're not out of bed or what? I don't know. Like you're supposed to be healing or whatever. Well, so. I mean, I think with Lyme disease you can take medication because there was that one girl on uh, the Real World who had it. Okay. Actually, they couldn't figure out why she was acting crazy. Was and her name they, Melissa? I don't know. Was it? She didn't look <laughs> anything like Avril Lavigne. Um, like I don't know, season two or three or something like that. She slapped one of the other. Okay. Not contestants, but real world people, mm -hmm. and got booted off the show. And they found out the reason why is because she had Lyme disease, and she knew about it. She just was purposely not taking her medication, so it was making her act all erratic. Oh, okay, so I'm it's... trying to remember if there was any episode of that season of the Real World where they spent the entire time in a cheese shop. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to pull that. Up. That's a whole other podcast. The one thing you're not supposed to do is buy cheese. You can eat it, but you can't yeah. buy it for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, there's a bunch of subliminal messages in the lyrics. Uh, mm -hmm. So the theory was revisited in 2015 by a BuzzFeed reporter, Ryan uh, Broderick. Um, I, think, I think reporter is a strong word, but keep going. A guy who writes for the thing. Uh, <laughs> a, guy who, a guy who needed $50 that day. <laughs> yeah. So he, he points out that uh, in the Avril Esta Morta, the original blog, uh, the original line uh, post admits that the theory is a hoax and that the blog was created to show how conspiracy theories can look true. Mm. I found that interesting because we we live currently in you know 2022 at the time uh, mm. uh, in a conspiracies where they seem to just 
make a mad lib and then that's the next part of the conspiracy theory you know well particularly the high profile things like QAnon, mm-hmm. where they're like oh robert kennedy is still alive or robert kennedy jr or whatever is still alive and he's going to show up on this day i mean it's yeah like, where did you pull that from and why does that matter like mm-hmm. in context to the things that you're supposedly supporting like yeah. it was such a weird pull you know like you know um yeah yeah I, I i know man it's like you can't believe anything anymore or you can believe everything it's that's your options yeah and and that you know all all the conspiracy theory people need is like one thing to go right and then so then that the rest of their stuff looks legit when the one thing was actually proven true right it, well and they say that about like nostradamus and other people forgot for, for, for not uh what are they called predicted uh, yeah. Uh, premonitions precognitator well, uh, precognitive yeah so um any like the speculators if you will mm, yeah um, that the reason that he cranked out so many was to he was playing the odds you know mm-hmm. and then also wrote it so vaguely that you could read into it which is like a fortune teller's trick too right yeah big enough um i remember a this is not music related but I remember in high school and I, this was pre-internet. So I think somebody told me this or I read it like in a, in like a punk rock scene or something like that. But there was a thought experiment, essentially. No one really believed this, but this idea that Santa is actually, the idea of Santa Claus is actually uh, a metaphor for Satan, right? The Santa is Satan. First of mm-hmm. all, obviously, the, the letters are basically there, but this idea that a man cloaked in red um, descends into a fiery pit, which is your fireplace when mm-hmm. he comes down you know, and uh, judges kids. I don't know. There was, a, there was all these points that like supported this idea. You know, he has uh, cloven beasts that drive Oops. him around. Yeah. Know? And so that, and that was back in the, you know, in the eighties, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, and so this, this stuff has been around for a long time for sure. And, uh, you know, of course we've all been tricked into wait around for Satan and he brings us gifts and, and rather than celebrate the birth of Jesus and, all that part of it yeah it's a distract from the birth of jesus it was part of the, one of the points of it too so yeah 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 materialism you know all that kind of good stuff and it turns out it was just krampus it was just krampus <laughs> you know my old lady gets the krampus once a month so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right <laughs> i have her calendar and i say book me for this week let me be out of town um <laughs> So okay, we've got we've got all the Avril Lavigne stuff, and and then there's other theories, and I I love when like conspiracy theorists believe the core beliefs, but then disagree on things that don't matter. Even yeah. within the camp, they believe one thing, but then they disagree on other things. So one person said, yes, she she had a replacement, but the the uh, album Under My Skin, which I think was the next one, used pre used pre existing recordings of Avril. Okay. Some people don't think that's the case. I'd love when the conspiracy theorists start to fight amongst the conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Well, it's like the it's like the uh the fracturing of, of any sort of religion, right? Where yeah. Like, yeah, we're Christian, but we're not that type. No, we're a Southern Baptist and we're, you know, mm-hmm. we reform Southern Baptist and we are, you know, like all these different splenic splenifications of a belief system because we, we don't like this one thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you you believe Santa is called Papa Noel and I believe he's called uh Chris Kringle. Yes, exactly. And that's our yeah, like now we have to hate each other. <laughs> that's right. Uh of, did you know that Paul is dead, Matt? 
Paul Anka. Yes, Paul Anka. Uh, uh, Holly Paul. Walnuts. He is Logan dead. Paul. Fingers crossed. Logan Paul. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul McCartney. And this is, oh. you know, when you Google music conspiracy, you can't not find this one. So I thought I would at least cover it, you know. Mm-hmm. The uh, theory that Paul McCartney died uh, originated in 1969 when a caller phoned in to talk to WKNR News. You can't, I don't know what their liner thing is. Yeah. But the, he, he called in radio station in Michigan and told listeners that Paul McCartney had died actually three years prior. So 1966. Uh, mm-hmm. McCartney, the caller said, had been killed in a car crash uh, in 66. And then the group uh, replaced him with the. Uh, the, so they they wanted to keep the gravy train going, much like Avril Lavigne. So they mm-hmm. brought in a guy named Billy Shears. Billy Shears, okay, yeah. Which yeah. is and uh, Sergeant Pepper soon after the band started dropping hints such as the lyrics. So let me introduce to you the one and only Billy Shears and Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and I also love when there's a conspiracy, and then people will be like, "See, they're dropping hints." As if somebody truly heinous and wanted to get away with it would also leave you little crumbs to yeah. figure out this puzzle, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, man. Um, I didn't know about the Billy Shears thing. Obviously, I'd heard about it. The thing I'd always heard is because he's barefoot on the cover of Abbey Road. Yeah. Be, uh, an indication. Um, yeah, I think can, at, this, at this point, can we put this to rest? I mean, I feel like Paul McCartney's been around so long post this conspiracy and continue to be high profile in, in mm-hmm. the public eye. Like, I feel like we all know that's not Billy Shears, right? Uh, well, you speak for yourself. But right. uh, but also, I mean, who cares? It's still good. Like, I yeah. don't care. No, I, actually, actually, I like Billy better. Fuck yeah. Paul. <laughs> I think Paul is flat, much yeah. like the earth. Like, let's go. If we're going to get nuts, let's get nuts, as yeah. Michael yeah. King would say. Yeah. Other signs uh, that Paul has died included John Lennon muttering, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever, uh, when actually he was saying cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. So, I sure, I don't know. And the fact that the Hindu god Shiva, the destroyer, is pointing at McCartney on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's uh, album. Okay. Uh, then you you do have you mentioned the funeral procession on the Abbey Road cover shows the foursome on the zebra crossing outside the famous recording studio in London. Fans note that Paul, or air quotes, Paul is the only one shoeless and out of step with Lennon, Ringo, and George Harrison. Plus, the number plate on the VW Beetle in the background reads LMW twenty eight IF. Which of course interpret it's interpreted as Linda McCartney weeps, uh, and also twenty eight if he he would have been twenty eight if when actually he was uh, twenty seven. Uh. So like it just kind of falls apart at the time. But uh, that's that's Paul is dead, and I love like people like playing the music backwards, and oh you know Paul is dead, and who has the kind of time to I I don't have time to listen to my records forwards. Yeah. Let alone, let's play them backwards. Um, I just pulled up the cover of Abbey Road to look at this because I never heard the him being out of step thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing is, everyone else is leading with their left foot and he's leading with his right foot. Mm-hmm. But also, if this is a funeral procession, George Harrison is woefully underdressed for being in it. 
John and Ringo are in very nice suits. George Harrison is like in a all denim ensemble. Like, yeah. And yeah. oh, but he's supposed to be the groundskeeper, who is actually he's the man who at the end shovels the dirt on Paul. Don't you see? I mean, I, I'm gonna guess some of the other things because John Lennon is in the lead and he's wearing all white. They're gonna say, I don't know, he's the angel of death or an angel or something like that. Ringo's in a black suit, so they're gonna say that he's the preacher mm-hmm. uh, doing the service. Uh, Paul is in this gray suit um, that honestly looks like it may be a little too big for him too. Um, and, and he's the he's us. He's us. Yeah, yeah. So it's really not about uh, Paul being dead. It's we're all dead. Yeah, we're all. Yeah. This is lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's like we could let's we could just theorize the whatever is in the you know, then the, that car off to the right, uh, in front of Ringo that looks like a hearse, doesn't that look like a hearse? Um, yeah, I'm trying to find a bigger photo. Uh, Either way, of, we could we're making I mean, it up, and yeah, sure, like, and I think we should, I think that's something we should do before we wrap this is we should make up our own music conspiracy, we should pick a band and just spit go off the dome. And I like it, yeah, yeah. um and it's uh, there are like accounts of the beatles like saying oh yeah we just these lyrics are gibberish to make people you know i am the walrus yeah there's a lot of just stuff in that where you're like sitting on a cornflake blah i don't know what any of this means but it sure is catchy you know like yeah um we jump from the beatles to the ohio players you familiar with this conspiracy theory uh, I'm not, but I love the Ohio players. I have several records by the Ohio players. Well, you probably have the one called, uh, I think it's called Honey. I do have uh, one. Yeah, so you oh, have the oh, album cover. Seriously, is this the thing about how the woman, it, the, wait, let yeah. say that she smothered, she died? The Scream. The There's Scream. A, yeah, on uh, Love Roller Coaster. So they're not okay. familiar. It's Roller Coaster of Love. It's that song and. There's it's it's featured prominently in Beavis and Butthead do America, but it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers version, yeah. not this one. I like that you figured a way to make it relatable to your audience. It's good, Brent. You know, but when I I had to, I was like, is that the song that says "Roller Coaster of Love" or a yeah. different one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be on the wrong the wrong song, but no. same lyrics, you know. The Ohio Players, 1975 hit gained notoriety over the years for the scream, which was uh, purportedly to represent a a, a fear at, at being on the literal roller coaster, but it turned out to be a, a real shriek of terror, Matt. Oh, it turned out to be, or they just think it is? I'm, I'm not here. I can't deny or confirm anything. Okay. Rumors began as the word of mouth and were soon spread by DJs that the scream was uh, that of a woman being murdered in or near uh, the recording studio, which uh, snowballed into a band member stabbing his girlfriend or uh, a cleaning lady to death. I I like that there's a bunch of people around in the studio yeah. and all the mics are on and this guy's killing somebody and the guy's like, no, nah, let's just ride this out. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, we should use that. We should put that in, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like, we, like we another take. We caught we caught Joey murdering the cleaning lady. <laughs> oh man, that was the one. That was the one. All right, that's it. That's the yeah. moment. Well, uh, yeah, they don't call I, me one take Terhune for nothing. I'm out of <laughs> here. Uh, I think this is this one is uh, total bullshit. It would mm-hmm. be in my opinion. I think this is there's no way that 
they would leave that in the record if it happened. You know, it's not like the 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 shadow in the background of Wizard of Oz that looks like it might be a person who hung themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it'd be easy to miss that. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like the scream is super loud in the beginning of that song. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. It, and then I'll, it could just be somebody screaming, but we'll, we'll see what, how they played into it. Yeah. Uh, the other theories claim that the screams were a female model on the cover of the Honey album on which Love Roller Coaster was featured, pictured pouring honey on herself. The story goes, that it was their screaming and pain due to the fact that the the honey had to be heated up to make it easier to pour. She's pouring it on herself, much like sugar. Uh, you know, you got to pour some sugar on you. Mm-hmm. And there was another theory I saw that the honey got stuck to like the background, like the vinyl background of the photo thing, and then it ripped all her skin off, and that that ended her modeling career. Because you know how strong honey is. We all know mm-hmm. that if you get a little bit of honey on on like your your coffee table, you got to throw it out. You cannot. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get rid of that thing. I had not ever heard about the screen thing. I had heard uh, things about, I think there is a story about, she did get stuck to the vinyl. Okay. Like they were like, the story I've heard is like, it was kind of comedically like they. Like it was them, a fun, yeah. Peeling this vinyl backing off of this lady, basically. Uh-huh. Um, um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no to both of these. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Jimmy Diamond Williams uh, of the band, he said the DJ made this crack and it swept the country. People were asking us, "Did you kill this chick in the studio?" The band took a vow of silence because that makes you sell more records, is what he said. So there you go. Yeah, it's very uh, Ozzy slash Alice Cooper of him, you know. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. This is the very first murder funk song, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really the genre I'm in, and it's unfortunately it never really took off as murder funk. Yeah, I like murder. I like funk, but I don't. I don't. I can't listen to them separately. I got to have them together, you know. Yeah, I know. Why? All, why is all the funk about you know dancing and having a good time? Where's <laughs> the murder funk? I I need if like Kurt Cobain wrote a funk song. I need that's yeah. what that what that you know. Uh, Jay Z is a time traveler. Do you do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like how you please these to escalate as we go. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the theory yeah. began in 2013, or did it? <laughs> uh, when ne- the New York Public Library's uh, Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture added a blog post that featured the image uh, of a man in a flat cap who looks a lot like Jay-Z leaning against a railing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you Google Jay-Z time traveler, Matt, it, it really it really does look like Jay-Z, doesn't it? I'm, t- I'm looking right okay. now. Okay. It says, does the man on the right remind you of someone? Uh, perhaps it was his great grandfather taking a break in Harlem in 1939. The photographer we know for sure was Sid Grossman. Grossman. Uh, if you can uh put a real name on the young man, let us know. But uh, uh Reddit picked up the image, and theories soon began circulating. The man in the photo was Jay Z traveling back in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I like that. Uh, you know, Jay Z's a time traveler. Yet he still makes his money in the booze business, and he's not like found another great way. He's not been a major innovator with a lot of things, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's not. 
Well, I like that he also is getting like kind of the uh, the short end of the stick because, you know, a similar Google thing turns up like all these celebrities that they say are like immortal. Like there's mm-hmm. those like people that look like Keanu Reeves or whatever. Paul Rudd is definitely yeah. immortal. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, things like that. But why 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 can't Jay-Z just be immortal? You know, why has he got to be a time traveler? Well, and I'll, there are several articles that said this. He's a time traveling vampire. Oh, okay, good. Which is the Alex Jonesiest thing I'll say on this podcast is, uh, you know, time traveling vampire. Psych. So he's a psychic vampire. Well, I mean, it's the it's the, the most Alex Jones thing you'll say now that we've started recording because before. Oh you, yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was weird in here. Uh, I've got thoughts on people, and <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think that Jay-Z is a time traveler. I think that uh, genetics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like how many times do you see someone just today? I've been working on a bit about this, actually, about see- you see someone and it's just like looks exactly like, oh, that looks exactly like my buddy Brent, but black, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like, it's like, oh, that looks like Joey, but, you know, taller and, mm-hmm. you know, haven't been through three divorces, you know, like there's. Yeah fairly limited genetic pool you know yeah it's you know wh- white guys from the midwest or whatever and definitely i'm the great example of having multiple doppelgangers i've had people on the street in like davenport iowa being like ricky and i'm like no they're like you're sure you're not ricky <laughs> yeah i think i would know yeah it's, there's I- so many everybody knows somebody that looks exactly like me yeah I mean, and I feel like I get that a lot too. And I think it is like Midwest face, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's probably so, what only, you know, eight different looks you can have or what, I don't know what the, there's probably a theory of we're all cutouts of the similar, you know, makeups or whatever. Well, there were eight Eternals uh, that then <laughs> the entire, entire human race was modeled after, you know? That's, uh, yeah. And they all spoke English, which was convenient for us. That's Not crazy. Yeah. For, else but you know for us very convenient uh no um i don't know who do you think is a time traveler though if if not jay-z if you were to pick one musician who's a time traveler who do you think it would be hmm i mean paul rudd but he's not a musician yeah but he's just that guy has an eight he looks better than he did 20 years ago you know it's air bass yeah so slapping a bass Happened to base. Well, the thing I can explain the Paul Rudd thing and 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 Brent that is called having a lot of money. I don't know if you've noticed. Damn, is that what people, that is? That's what that is. Yeah, it's having a lot of money. I've spent my whole life trying to achieve get a lot of money, and it just really I have no money, and I've aged horribly from yeah. it. Yeah, no, you got to get the money early, and then you can. Damn, yeah. yeah, yeah, the stress of chasing that paper. Well, age even quick. It's a it's a paradox. For I gotta sure. be in clueless. That's <laughs> yeah. My yeah. Why, first why, mistake. Why, why weren't you in clueless? I don't know, man. I just didn't, I didn't think the part was right for me. Why weren't you a recurring character on Friends? Like I, <laughs> I mean, don't know. Yeah. Who do yeah. you think is a time traveling vampire? Well, if if it's gonna be a, any musician, um, I don't know. I mean, I would think I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the fun one. I'm gonna say Laurie Anderson. Do you know Laurie Anderson? No, no. Um, so she's like a avant-garde, uh, like she did kind of a mashup of like spoken word and like samples and like music. She also is a great musician as well, mm-hmm. but super early. She did this like in the late seventies and eighties. A lot of people knew her cause she was married to Lou Reed. She was like Lou Reed's like lifetime partner essentially. Okay. 
Um, and so, but just like very artsy and weird and very cool. It's like very fun too. But um, she also did a lot of stuff where she invented technology for, okay. recording, for recording processes. And particularly she would do a lot of these things that were like um, art installations that mm -hmm. were like sound based, but then there was also like this interactive stuff, like way before anybody else was doing that kind of stuff. She was doing that and working with other artists that were doing cutting edge interactive technology stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to give her the nod of being a time traveling vampire. And I, th I think if you you're the guy that's coming up with new inventions or somehow knows how to bet uh, on sporting events, much like Biff mm -hmm. from Back to the Future. Like, I like the thought that Jay-Z is a time travel traveler, but then did nothing to stop 9-11 in the city that he wrote a song about you know like yeah. uh so your theory is jay-z's behind 9-11 at least emotionally he's rooting for it i'm not <laughs> saying he's not but it's against it okay all right <laughs> uh yeah. here's one that everybody knows and maybe you've done this uh matt you just mentioned the wizard of oz but uh apparently it syncs up perfectly with uh with the dark side of the moon I went to a performance when all that was the rage, when that was going around on the internet and everybody was talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, they did a showing of Dark Side of the Moon with the, uh, or showing of Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon queued yeah. up to it um, at our local theater. And I went to it. And yes, kind of. <laughs> Have you ever yeah. done it? Have you done it? No. And I, you know, I, I have it, the album on my phone and I have the, dvd in my living room and i just didn't have time because this this sounds like something i would just sit and do for yeah. fun to see if it works you know um you know it's like well first of all it only syncs up really for the first i don't know like 20 minutes or something like that and okay that in the the conspiracy or whatever yeah um, and so i think it's interesting that you know jay-z heard dark side of the moon mm -hmm. and then he traveled back in time and p pitched the idea of wizard of oz to mgm studios Mm -hmm. And he had the script and he's like, this has to be exactly second by second. This has to be <laughs> like this. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was crazy that he did that, you know, and but he, you know, he didn't stop 9-11. I mean, he's really not yeah. using his powers for good. No, he, he really just wants to, uh, what is, what's his, his alcohol that he has? Uh, it's not Remy? Ciroc. That's Diddy, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Remy, is that his? I don't son? know. He's like, I'm going to time travel enough to, uh, start uh d dating beyonce that's the goal that's valuable i mean that now we're making some some good some good headway yeah. here yeah yeah uh so i get pink floyd's the great gig in the sky uh powers up as the tornado hits dorothy's uh kansas farm the track brain damage comes on as that she meets the scarecrow and he sings if i only had a brain the heartbeat sound as dorothy checks to see if the tin man has a heart most intriguing of all is the lyric home, uh, home, home again from the track uh, breathe coming in just as Dorothy returns uh, from Oz to the family farm. So, and then I'm thinking like, do I start the album as soon as you hit play? And then it shows the studio titles and so how, when, when do you start the album versus when do you start the movie type thing? Well, you know? I'd, I'd always heard it was like on the third roar of the tight of the lion. Oh yeah. Of the, the what the MGM lion. Yeah, because then it kind of sequences up. But I mean, the, the album would be over before she returns home. So do you just loop it? I I, I think that, if you what, just play that thing when she goes home, it syncs yeah. up perfectly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, pause, hold pause at this section. Yeah. <laughs> 
pause the album for 38 minutes and then unpause it. No. Um, yeah, because that's the thing when we watch it in the theater, they did just loop it. So the mm-hmm. album is played over again. And then it's like it doesn't really match up with anything at that point. What what song would you pair with what mo- what album would you pair with what movie? What album to, would I pair to with? make your own conspiracy theory? Um I would probably pair this is an excellent question. Do you have an idea? You no, have an idea? I just thought of that and I had put no thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i feel like it's got to be kind of a concept album or something something with a linear story you know or something like well the thing with pink floyd is so great is because it's already so cinematic you know yeah um i think i would pair that avril Lavigne album <laughs> <laughs> uh with uh weekend at bernie's and see if it syncs up see if there's any more clues in there Damn, that's deep. Because it really they replace Bernie with a lady named Melissa. Mm-hmm, yep. The stunt, the stunt body. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Th- I don't know that I, I. Then I'm trying to like do it for real. Like if you took Green Day's American Idiot album and paired it with something, but yeah. I. Let's let's pair American <laughs> Idiot it. with RoboCop. I was gonna say you paired American Idiot with the Broadway play American. American Idiot. Damn, this syncs up perfectly. Yeah, crazy. With Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could say that RoboCop was the Jesus of suburbia. So he came back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Tupac is alive. A lot of these conspiracy theories are that somebody died and then is replaced, but this one is saying that he. Uh, faked his own death. There's a lot of faking your own death to get out of stuff. Okay, what was he? He's trying to fake his own death to get out of a gym membership. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so he he faked his own death and escaped to New Mexico with the help of a body double. Escaped. I love that all these require. He escaped, he escaped to one state over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and yeah, to beautiful New Mexico. Not not shitting on New Mexico, but I'm just saying. If you got a if you got a chance to travel to any state, I don't think most people are going to New Mexico. You know, in New Mexico, he's just you know he's getting into uh, pottery and doing some jade jewelry. You know, he's <laughs> living up in a house. It's very it's very nice. Yeah, there's been uh, a bunch of sightings. Even uh, Kim Kardashian claims to have spotted him working an uh, airport security. I just like this guy is at the top of the music industry uh, of the rap game. And then he's like, no, nah, I'm out of here. And then like 10 years later, he's like, damn, I'm working security at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Like he couldn't just come out and be like, you know what? I've been alive this whole time. I'm ready to make a comeback album, make a few mil, do Coachella, you know? Yeah. Like a guy that fakes his own death, but was bad at financial planning. He only had about six worth, six months worth of money before he's like, God damn, I got to get a job now. <laughs> uh well i think we we're also just kind of revealing like the last season of uh of better call saul <laughs> i haven't seen it so thanks for that uh, thanks awesome. for ruining that tupac is in better call saul I know. sorry sorry <laughs> yeah. he's, he's uh, an air security guard <laughs> cuba new orleans malaysia belize uh bismarck north dakota philadelphia atlanta la I might have just—I didn't make that last part up, but I'm—he's been spotted everywhere, essentially. Okay. Johnny yeah. Cash has been everywhere. Tupac's been spotted everywhere. 
Yeah. There's a guy, uh, filmmaker Rick Rick Ross, which I don't think is the other Rick Ross, which I don't think is the other Rick Ross, directed mm-hmm. the documentary Tupac, The Great Escape from UMC, claims Tupac's corpse was a double and that he was helicoptered out of Vegas, immediately taken to New Mexico. And the theory gained traction with music, the music video for uh, Tupac's posthumous hit, I Wonder If Heaven Got a Ghetto, mm-hmm. uh, released in 97. And in the video, he's uh, helicoptered into the desert. So you know that's real. Yeah. So, and there's no way that they didn't, there's no way they came up with this theory after watching that video, you know? Yeah. There's no way that, you know, they didn't didn't have this theory first. And then that got dogpiled on, you know? Well, it, you can you can see whatever you want in, a, in whatever imagery that just... Yeah, fine. You know, we were making it up uh, for the Abbey Road cover. So sure. but th- there are pictures that were accompanied in this the theories that I read. I'm like, man, you really look like Tupac. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm sure that's uh, yeah, cool once. And then everybody's like, damn, you look like Tupac. Yeah. It's like when a really tall person walks into a room and somebody says, how tall are you? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> just it's got to be annoying. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think people, you're right. People, people want to see what they want to see. Um, the, and I'm, we're not going to talk about it, but there's the, also the Elvis is not dead. And maybe that's for another podcast or there was a lot of, they faked their death, blah, blah, blah type stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I think the, the strongest proof that Elvis isn't dead is the documentary Bubba Hotep. They really get into the yep. fact he also, mm-hmm found a replacement and and then got away from the spotlight you know yeah the the man that uh i'm sure was getting laid constantly and worth <laughs> millions of dollars was like this life ain't for me let yeah. me get out of here yep uh bubba hotep is a good movie by the way so if you if you're listening uh and you, you you're into elvis type stuff check that out it's fun it's a fantastic movie it might be my favorite bruce campbell performance uh okay because he's been in some great stuff so it's also directed by the guy that did uh, the movie Phantasm, which one of my favorite horror movies. Nice, yeah. Also, um, Davis's last film. Who? Ozzy Davis. Uh, is that the the wheel the guy in the wheelchair? It's yeah, the guy that's the other his sidekick. Basically. JFK, right? Yeah, he's JFK. Yeah. He's JFK. I like how you went out of your way to not say, "Is that the black guy?" He's it's the black guy. I'm just now learning he's black. To be oh, honest, okay. yeah. yeah. We got to get you a color television, Brent. We really, really, I don't know how you're still rocking that old black and white TV. I don't see color, but mostly because yeah. I have a black and white TV and I didn't plug the, the AV cable in all the way on my TV. So it's just black and white. No, uh, I just, I see disability before uh, race, I guess. So. Yeah. yeah. Ozzy Davis was a fantastic actor. He was in Do the Right Thing. He's in like a lifelong, like amazing actor and amazing mm-hmm. Rights, uh, leader too and uh and he, he's great it's some people think it's weird that like we're kind of sad this was his last role as he's in this weird yeah like, comedy but he's amazing in it like he's so good in it so i well, loved it so there's a role that's going to be somebody's last role yeah like, exactly like raul julia's last role is is in bison in the street fighter movie with john claude van damme yeah like yeah not not everything could be your oscar winning performance some Sometimes your last thing is not that great, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's, the, the, there's last two, and these are a little more fun. Uh, there's other 
people that support this one, but do, do, are you aware, Matt, that there are uh, what they would call Stevie Wonder Truthers? Yes, I have heard about this. Yeah. Okay. What do you know about this? Uh, there's the there's the theory that he's not actually blind. Yeah, that's essentially that that he's not blind. And there there was a guy from ESPN, and he had about 15 minute video on why he's not blind. And I just I did my research and it was about 3 a.m. I'm like, I can't watch this guy talk about how Stevie Wonder's not blind. Uh, there's a couple instances of like uh, Boy George says that Stevie Wonder walked up to a, him at a party and choked him. But he's like, how did you know it was me type thing? Yeah. But also, I'm sure at a party, there's a lot of substances going around. And if you do enough cocaine, it turns out you can see. So. Yeah, it wasn't the other way around where boy George was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a funny clip and maybe I'll add it in the end of the episode. But uh, you can count Shaquille O'Neal as one of the people who believe Stevie Wonder actually can actually see. Yeah, it, but does Shaquille O'Neal also think the earth is flat. Uh, probably. I think he does, because I there was a great joke that somebody made about it. It's like that explains why he could never hit free throws. <laughs> That's funny. He never accounted for the curvature of the earth. <laughs> Uh, last night, uh, and this was uh, an arc for while, from a while ago, but either way, inside the NBA, Shaq recounted a story uh, where he's in an elevator with uh, Stevie Wonder, and he believes he actually uh, saw him. That is, Stevie saw Shaq. He said, I'm going to tell you, y'all, a Stevie Wonder story, but you're not going to believe me. You know, it's, it's about to be a wild ride. Apparently, they were li living in the same building on Wilshire Boulevard in L.A., O'Neal says he was already in the building as Wonder came up and they were both getting on the elevator uh, at the same time. He he says, he comes in, says, what up, Shaq? And then presses a button. <laughs> and it's it, like when you listen to the clip, it's very fun. It's, it's funny to hear Shaq tell it. But yeah. just to have him walk into an elevator, be like, what up, Shaq? And then hit his specific button on the panel. Yeah. Uh, yeah I... This is one where I, if it wasn't funny, Shaq telling the story, uh, it would be a bunch of bullshit. But yeah. there's another theory of like Paul McCartney, who died, by the way, mm -hmm. they're playing at the White House. McCartney bumps into a mic stand and the one person who shouldn't have been able to catch that mic stand yeah. catches it. And that man was Stevie Wonder. What? Yeah, he just he's just not been on stage his whole life and may just f can feel that a mic stands falling. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> uh, maybe, you know, maybe he's got, maybe he's like daredevil. Maybe he's got that sonar thing. Can you, can you imagine if he just was faking his whole life being blind? Like the, like the, not, I guess, I don't know the, the novelty of having a blind singer, would wear off and then he's just a good musician nobody nobody's yeah, because, going to see him because say, he's know, blind yeah because you know his songs are not that good so you know <laughs> uh no what if it's this what if he actually was blind but then miraculously got his sight back but at that point he was super famous for being blind stevie wonder wouldn't you want to just be like oh i got my sight back it's fine i After yeah i would it's much like when christopher reeves was started to like move a little bit yeah. That's more and tell me that you can see. Yeah. That's a yeah. Tell me people wouldn't flock to your shows just simply because now you're a miracle, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also I, I have to assume that Ray Charles uh was born earlier 
So then, like, why would you just take that his gimmick? And I'm saying air quotes gimmick of like his thing. Again, nobody was saying Ray Charles because he was blind. He just was a good musician, you know, like that'd be it'd be one thing if you were a shitty musician but man he could play the drums really well or whatever yeah, like a I shitty songwriter or whatever yeah so your theory is that a young stevie wonder just decides to rip off bray charles's entire act i was like i'm gonna play piano yeah <laughs> and people don't even know that stevie wonder not even black he also took that from ray charles stevie wonder man that's messed up they dyed his skin that color to go back to bubba, bubba hotel <laughs> The quote from that. Uh, no, that is crazy. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Stevie Wonder can see now. I don't know. You know? Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, I, I, it's funny, but there, there. I guess that that guy had 15 minutes on. He's actually not blind. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, we all, we we both know as writers. I mean, coming up with a 15 minute long chunk. That's that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's a closer. That's a closer right there, easily. That's uh one that's one fourth of a one man show. Just gotta find more musicians faking disabilities, apparently. Yep. Mm-hmm. That guy from Jeff Leopard actually has two arms. It's all he just that's wears a, a green, green screen. He has a green sleeve that he wears <laughs> to make it look like he doesn't have an arm. Uh what are other singers with disabilities? Is there somebody in a wheelchair? <laughs> I'm sure there's some old blues guy that's in a wheelchair, probably. I I I know a a, a ringer when I see one, dude, and this guy walks. <laughs> just, just Walter yeah. Socek from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Roy Orbison didn't need those glasses. I know. Yeah, that's that's like a step below being blind is just being really can't you can't see, so you gotta have those big thick glasses. Yeah, he's got that. Uh, Whatever is the the bulging eye syndrome that they always run the uh, the medical ads for now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this last one is uh, ridiculous, but it has to do with Rod Stewart. Do you know what I'm talking about, Matt? Oh, is this uh, is this involved body fluids? Yeah, yeah a, a lot. I want you to say it. Okay. <laughs> and Brett, I want you to say it slow. Yeah. Uh, can you make your voice a little deeper? Can you make it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> Welcome to right. Delilah. Um, yeah, and I I guess I had heard this one, but then I, you know, Google it. I'm trying to find ones that, you know, everybody knows Paul is dead. Yeah. Everybody knows Tupac or whatever, or Elvis, which we didn't even talk about, but. This one I found, and I I think I had heard it before, but the legendary music industry myth that Rock that uh, 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 Rod Stewart had so much semen in his stomach that he had to get it pumped out. Now the story, which pumped been pumped out, that's weird. yeah, <laughs> uh, told in retaliation uh, relation to a number of music stars, has been passed around the industry for years. It claims that a star, usually uh, Rod Stewart. Or Elton John, who I just found out is gay, uh, collapsed. Collapsed. They collapsed at a party mm-hmm. because they had their they had too much semen in their stomach, and the result: the doctors extracted either seven ounces, one gallon, or ten gallons of semen, and sometimes even dog semen. This feels like the aristocrats. The joke: the aristocrats. You know. First of all, let's just say seven ounces doesn't seem like too much. We got to eliminate. That's not even a can of Coke. That's I, I mean, the human yeah. body can hold that much liquid. Exactly. Yeah. 
um, a gallon. Now we're getting into a milk challenge sort of thing. Maybe they just thought of his milk. They just thought of his bulky, <laughs> warm milk. Uh, My name's Rod Stewart. Welcome to Jackass. And then he starts chugging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 10 gallons. That I think like that would make you collapse. Sure. Yeah. That's a whole cowboy hat full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think it was all from the one cowboy or from several cowboys? <laughs> well, apparently it was sailors. Oh, okay. True. Uh, and the, the myth also has been, it's not just David, it's not just, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, Elton John and Rod Stewart. It's also been told about David Bowie, Mick Jagger, uh, John Bon Jovi and his drummer, apparently, and recently Retter. Britney Spears, Fiona Apple, and Alanis Morissette. Retterhin. And Brentrian. What how do you think I've gotten so big in my career? And then yeah. and doing this podcast and not headlining the Bellagio. No, uh more like the Bellagio. The Bellagio. <laughs> like it's just the fact that somebody had so much in their stomach. Like like you don't <laughs> know. It's like they'd be like class because they had 10 gallons of shrimp. Yeah. Literally any single thing. That's too much of anything. In his book, uh, Stewart says it was all started by a disgruntled publicist. A guy, this guy, perfect name, Tony Toon. <laughs> Sounds like just a, a mob name or you don't forget Tony Toon, you know? Yeah. So he, he fires his publicist. He said, uh, Tony fed the press a story in which as a consequence of an evening spent orally servicing a gang of sailors in a gay bar in San Diego, I had been required to check into a hospital emergency room to have my stomach pumped. I have never orally pleasured even a sailor, a solitary sailor, and I have never had my stomach pumped either of uh, naval issue seamen or <laughs> any other kind of seamen. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that when you join the Navy, they take all your semen and you have to use naval, they give you new semen. <laughs> you have to use naval warfare semen. <laughs> like belly full of cum sounds like an album. <laughs> yeah, by who? <laughs> Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, belly full of Oh, like just the uh, fact that this guy doesn't know his own limits like yeah, yeah. like you'd stop at uh four milkshakes but five they gotta i'm gonna get sick you know like yeah. his eyes are bigger than his stomach <laughs> 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 his mom always told him you know Dude, what it like what, what you gotta hate somebody so much that uh, he's like all right he he sucks so many dicks that that he had to get his stomach pumped and then then people like katie couric asked him about this like, <laughs> like what a crazy oh, thing katie. to oh, sweet katie oh, yeah God. like what a crazy thing to have to look a man in his face and yeah. and ask yeah <laughs> um oh, man <laughs> so uh, he he didn't say uh, he said, no, I didn't do that. But he said in his book, however, he put cocaine up his rectum uh, and it damn near killed him. No, he put <laughs> cocaine up his rectum as a way to protect his nasal passages so that he'd go buy uh, antacid capsules, open them up and then put the coke in it and then shove it up his butt. Interesting. So he won't admit to gargling uh, mm -hmm. the baby batter, mm -hmm. but he would say it. Say it with me. <laughs> gargling 
Well, I think that just shows like he's 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 worried about his pipes, so he's not gonna have that much <laughs> semen. He just puts the semen in capsules and puts it up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Take and two of time, these. All, all the time, the sailor's like, you know, we could. There's another way we could do this. I'm like, no, 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 in the capsules, fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you gotta have great aim. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I he he he'll deny that this the belly full of semen, but then he's like, Oh yeah, I put coke up my butt for sure. Well, because I think that's a strategy, because if he just denied it outright, they, you know, he's trying to control the narrative here. And so yeah. he's getting away from this belly full of cum thing by giving <laughs> something else like uh, you know, crazy or whatever to, to focus on. Yeah, you think that's crazy. Let me I'm doing bumps, butt bumps. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and then we're always like, you know, you come into the bathroom, you're like, there's a bare ass Rod Stewart on the on the back of the toilet. Back of the toilet. God, <laughs> come on, man, stop. That this just, uh, man, you got a problem. Yeah, and the, you got, and, and then like the guy's like, you got a little, but he instead of touch his nose, he touches his own ass. Yeah, he's like, got a little, got a little something right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's baby powder, man. White dingleberry. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, this podcast went somewhere I wasn't expecting. <laughs> it went exactly where I wanted it to go. <laughs> Is that there's a rumor going around, Matt? <laughs> uh, I did find uh, a conspiracy that uh, we can do. We can build together. Okay. So I thought it'd be funny. Like, who would be the funniest band to try to do a conspiracy about? And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, we should do Lip Biscuit, right? Okay. So I literally Google. <laughs> biscuit conspiracy and what comes up is the fact that um they uh so they shot the video for roland uh which won the vma uh, uh award for best new music video or whatever that year uh they shot it on the top of the world trade center oh the day before 9 11 they get uh they get uh, a letter from the world trade center or whoever owns it or whatever thanking them for, you know, shooting their video there. And they're so honored to be part of their process and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then the next day it was 9-11. So I guess the conspiracy is that, is that Limp Biscuit caused 9-11. <laughs> so it's like the, the Saudis uh, decided that, you know, we must put a stop to this. Uh, <laughs> we shoot the video. All right. Yeah. Well, let's aim for that too. We'll put up with the Beatles playing a rooftop concert, but not Limp Biscuit. Yeah, exactly. So to so, clarify, they really did shoot a, a, a video on the World Trade Center. That's really true, did. right? Yeah. Uh, and so they did it. They shot it as a, I guess, a concert or something like that. And then they made the video from it. But they had dancers and lights on this kind of stuff like this. Um, and then I just discovered there's like a Reddit thing from 10 years ago where they go deep into it. And then they also... <laughs> You know, there's a, uh, you know, th this is like the Beatles thing, too, where someone's pointing out that uh, there's a car and a license plate in the music video. Um, and that says 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to read this. Uh, so right at the beginning of the video, uh, you see a car and its license plate. Um, the it, the license plate is nine plus five, six minus six minus nine minus five equals negative 12 uh put that together that is nine twelve. i don't know how they got there with that math um this is all on a bentley which is symbolism that after 9 11 on 9 12 the rich will be the ones who have all of the power symbolized from the car and the fact that it has a lot of horsepower 
Um, oh my God, this got real ugly real quick. <laughs> ben Stiller, the driver of the car, which shows both that the Jews capitalized <laughs> and Hollywood also capitalized are intertwined and involved heavily in the events of 9 <laughs> 11. Yeah, it gets real anti-Semitic the more that you go down on this Reddit thread. And I know that that's not usual for Reddit. I know that. Yeah, it's crazy that they would be uh, anti-Semitic on Reddit. Uh, I Uh, tried that. Go go ahead. ahead. Uh, And then uh, the lyrics keep rolling, rolling, rolling are obviously a foretelling of America's foreign policy after 9-11. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling to foreign countries and taking them over. Predictive programming, I would say. Yeah. so and also everyone in the out in the videos wearing the same outfit. Um, oh my God, this is amazing! Obviously, shoving in our face that FEMA would be setting up camps in the future, and we will all be stuck in wearing the same outfit. More predictive programming. I, and like though it's been what 21, 22 years since nine eleven or whatever, and like there are no there are no FEMA camps. Like it's. I love yeah. how you could like you could put a timestamp on a conspiracy theory, like all the ones where the world's supposed to end. And guess what? We're still here. So then like, oh, I must have done the math wrong. Like yeah, that type exactly. or it's like clearly yeah. you were just wrong and stupid, you know. Area the zero. This I'm gonna do one more thing from this post from Reddit. Um also I should say this 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 comment uh is gotten it's 10 years ago. It had two upvotes and four comments. <laughs> it was a very popular one. Um, but, uh, so they, uh, so the video proves without a doubt that if Limp Bizkit was able to perform a concert full with lighting equipment and back, backup dancers on the WTC buildings without getting stopped, then it would be painfully easy to lace the building with bombs to demolish it on 9-11. So we still have the 9-11 was an inside job. It's just those inside people were the members of Limp Bizkit. It's yeah. Uh, Fred Durst and company were planning charges on the inside of the buildings. <laughs> Oh man, like that. And that's the beauty, like conspiracy theories are just like a, uh, I write a little bit of the story and then I pass it to you and you write a little bit of the story and so on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, I, I like that the guy, he had to listen to Limp Biscuit to write this, this conspiracy, not that I hate the band, but it's, I'm not putting on Limp Biscuit, you know? Yeah, he had to watch that video over and over and yeah. over again. <laughs> well, then who was playing on uh, Building 7? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Who was played on World Trade Center Building 7? Yeah, who was playing at the Pentagon that day? You know <laughs> you know what? Rod Stewart. There was a lot of military people there. <laughs> when Steve Miller said, big old jet airliner, what's that mean? Huh? What does that mean? Yep, yep. Oh, man. <laughs> it's too easy. Too easy to do. Yeah, and it, the, all we have to do is start our own uh, uh, Chan site, and then we can control a bunch of people. Yeah, all right. Be anonymous. Yeah. Brent Chan. Let's get Brent Chan started. <laughs> but it's, it's, guys, it's not me. It's not me, Brent Trahune <laughs> on Brent no. Chan. Brent, Brent Trahune died several years ago. This is a replacement, Melissa. Yeah, this is a doppelginger. <laughs> but uh matt uh you got your uh your podcast your website let's plug those one more time and get out of here yeah uh so podcast let's take these songs it's available in all the places that you get podcasts we are in a hiatus right now like i said season one is still up though it's 22 episodes that i think people will be into um and then the website is madelanomartincomedy.com every one of those words has a hyphen in between it so it's m-a-t hyphen a-l-a-n-o hyphen m-a-r-t-i-n hyphen 
comedy.com. It's also just easy to Google me. Google me and get you to all the places, all the social medias and everything. I had a really fun time, man. It was, uh, this was a fun topic. Thanks for having it's me on. It's fun. And I'm glad that if I couldn't have the real man, Alano Martin, I at least got his body double on the show yeah, finally. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. A sweet, sweet body double. <laughs> uh, that Matt, thanks for being on the show and thank you uh, for listening.